Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Faith and Fandom Feedback Friday. As we are going through the little bit of news to discuss on this Friday morning, February 9th, 2024. And as always, if I am your local source for news, you should probably find better sources for news, but I'm glad that you chose to join in for this time. And thanks so much. Uh, you, We are live on Facebook as well as uh, recording to the podcast channel. If I should mute myself over here as well. And so in this portion, if you are on Facebook Live or recording this, feel free to comment and I will do my best to interact through that process. But yeah, thanks so much for joining with me. And uh, here we go. Whew. Happy early morning, though, by the way, because it's not even seven o'clock yet and getting started on this. Um, It's been a big week for wrestling nerds of stuff going on in terms of what's happening leading up to WrestleMania and post Royal Rumble status. And, uh, some of the big stuff that's been happening has been uh, what's going on with uh, Cody Rhodes. And I'll say this, um, in terms of marketing and writing and stuff, the wrestling world has dramatically improved in storytelling since I was a kid. There are well-crafted storylines and adventures that are taking place in this, and uh, they're very good at writing um, things that don't immediately satisfy. <clears throat> and so they can build the weight. They can give you anticipation, actually do that stuff. And um, kudos to that, because good storytelling is important, and I am grateful for it. But on that note, uh, Cody Rhodes has been on his long quest to finish the story, like since he came into the Royal Rumble and everything a couple years back. It feels like a couple years back. Um, I don't even know how long it's been. But uh, during that process, they've set it up where he had an actual choice between uh, choosing to fight Seth Rollins or fighting Roman Reigns. And honestly, making there a choice, there be a choice in the process and putting the competition in it in general has been just a good storytelling element. And um, beyond that, uh, the Road to WrestleMania kickoff event press conference. Hey, Stephen, good morning. Um, took place in Las Vegas last night, and one of the storytelling elements they did was uh, they finally had Cody Rhodes choose Roman Reigns, but in the process insult the bloodline, which is The Rock's bloodline. So The Rock slapped Cody Reigns, or Cody Rhodes, and uh, it was cute. I was like, The Rock's a big old man, and he slapped somebody. Not, like, punched, not people's elbowed slap. Um, like a Princess Peach move on Mario RPG. And um, yeah, but I think they're setting up an even bigger thing, possibly a Roman Reigns, uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, The Rock match at WrestleMania. I don't care. It's just fun storytelling. Um, one thing I will say that I am disappointed with, and many other people on the intranets that care about such things were disappointed with, is that even though Bailey is also a Royal Rumble winner and a uh, longtime WWE uh, uh, workhorse, is that 
she was left off of the promotional materials for WrestleMania and for the kickoff event for the road to WrestleMania. And even though Bianca Belair, who is not in the event to this moment, uh, was on the poster, even though she's not in it, but Bailey, who won the Royal Rumble, uh, what and you know was commenting on several sources from podcasts to social media that she truly was hurt um to be left off of that and um bailey is wonderful and i i enjoyed bailey from the first match i saw her which was not long ago because literally you know i just got into wrestling when my youngest daughter uh got involved but either way there was some uh hurt feelings with that but that's wrestling i'm not gonna spend the whole morning on that but it's been entertaining. I like, and I honestly am not somebody that watches like the shows in between like SmackDown and Raw. I don't have time to sit down and consume that much, but I get most of my wrestling content through a TikTok feed. And I appreciate that. I do watch the PLE events, but it's nice just to have little TikTok bursts. And I think they're good with the marketing of that as well. The Grammys happened um, recently. Um, within the last week and during the Grammys, uh, there was business as usual for a lot of things. Um, CZA, if I say your name right, uh, SZA was, uh, nominated for a potential, uh, album of the year and by the crazy metric, um, it's been 25 years since a African-American woman won best album of the year, but it did not go to her. It ended up going to Taylor Swift for Midnight's. And I'll say this, I am not the most bleed diehard Taylor Swift fan, but uh, I'm not sure that Midnight's uh, deserve best album of the year compared to other albums that are out there. Now, have I listened to Seasons album? Absolutely not. Um, um, but I also know that Midnight's is not my favorite Taylor Swift album. I digress. Um, but there was many f people that were upset that Taylor won when Caesar didn't and people are always upset when you win awards. And I stand by this, uh, scripturally speaking, the Bible tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice mourn for those who mourn. So if you can be sad, Caesar didn't win an album. You should also be able at the same time to rejoice that Taylor did. So you need to be able to ride that line, um, and root and mourn for people in their process. But some other Grammys news. Lecrae won two Grammys for the album Church Close. Four. And for Best Rap Performance and uh, Best Christian Album. Maybe just Best Christian Hip Hop Album. I don't remember. But he either way, he won two Grammys. Um, what's kind of crazy is so many people worked on Church Close for that 100 different people got Grammys because of that album. So everybody that had a feature, everybody that was a producer, everybody that was involved in it got an individual statue for that so andy minio got a grammy um all the people that were featured on it got a grammy and so i think that's a cool opportunity um for them my favorite grammy news is that killer mike uh who if you are familiar with the latter works of outcast or the show ozark that would probably be your best introduction to killer mike if you aren't just in the more guttural hip-hop scene of atlanta um that's Killer Mike won three Grammys, including Best Rap Album of the Year. He beat Toby Nwigwe, um for Best Rap Album of the Year. Now, I literally, I know, rejoice for those who rejoice, mourn for those who mourn. I feel like listening to Killer Mike's album, probably the censored version, um, just because he won Album of the Year. And I don't, I haven't heard anything from Killer Mike 
since Outcast. Um, but like he's the guy that's on the whole world track with Outcast, um, and a lot of other really good Outcast tracks. So I like Outcast. Uh, but Killer Mike won three Grammys, but then got arrested. He left the Grammys in handcuffs. Because somewhere when he went backstage, he got in a beef with a security and ended up running down the street, uh, being <laughs> chased in the rain and like a whole dramatic John Woo scene and ended up in cuffs by the time of it. Now, he's out, obviously, and says that he is very clear and confident that everything will be cleared up. And he had a good night by the end of it. Um but it's just kind of crazy. You win three Grammys for best hip hop album, then get arrested. I think that's the most hip hop thing you can do. And, you know, if you're not getting arrested after winning three Grammys, what are you doing? So Taylor, your move next Grammys, I expect you to throw blows or something. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, in terms of some nerd marketing and uh, entertainment news, uh, Randall Park, who uh if you may know him as uh the marvel agent from uh wandavision and ant-man you may know him as the scientist in aquaman 2 and if you do i'm sorry um you may know him from like crazy rich asians and several other things uh the interview where he played kim jong-un um but uh a lot of people especially sitcom people know him as asian jim which was a cold open where uh, Randall Park uh, pretended to be Jim Halpert and caused Dwight Schrute to have an aneurysm. Uh, for the upcoming movie, If, which is written and directed by John Krasinski, uh, they did a whole thing this past week um, where they brought Randall Park back in to be John Krasinski uh, for a promotion for If, including having him reshoot things from previous trailers and behind the scenes stuff to do it to the point where John Krasinski changed his profile photo to Randall Park. And um, it's just good office humor. And I appreciate office humor. Um, the office, not office humor. I actually work in an office now and I enjoy that humor, but I do enjoy the office humor and that's important. Um, but yeah, that's just been pretty cool. Another really neat thing is Sam Raimi the director of Spider-Man one, two and the evil dead franchise and dark man is going to be a galaxy con Raleigh. That's a big deal. That's a, that's not an actor. That's a director. That's a writer. That's a man who's responsible for 25% of the nerd content for the, for the previous 30 years of my life. The man who directed multiverse of madness. Um, the guy who's responsible for a whole genre of horror and comedy is going to be at Galaxy Con Raleigh. That's like them having Kevin Smith, but honestly, a little bit bigger. Um, and that's just pretty cool. I, I, and like them getting an actor is one thing, bringing big directors to cons, that's impressive to me. Um, so Sam Raimi is coming to Galaxy Con Raleigh. I'm not going to have time nor money to go see him. I'm not even going to be on the same floor as him. I'm going to be four floors above him in Artist Alley, but I'm excited that he's going to be there. Um, on that note as well, there is an Evil Dead spinoff coming. Um, the last year, year before, somewhere in there, there was a, a independent, not independent, but a, a branch off of the Evil Dead franchise called Evil Dead Rise. And uh, that did well. And there's a new movie coming following that up. So that is coming. Um, 
And some more sad news, uh, Carl Weathers, who most of the world knows as uh, Apollo Creed, or uh, if you're a Mandalorian fan, he was Grief Karga, or if you were Happy Gilmore, he's Chubbs. Um, he passed away this past week. Also, Toby Keith, the country music legend, I think is an accurate description. He's not like my favorite or anything, but he, he definitely left his mark. Um, both passed away this week. And on that note, you know, last week my grandmother passed away and, you know, that's uh, an odd bit of trivia that's going to live in my brain for the rest of my life that Carl Weathers and my grandmother died on the same day. Um, but that's that's a thing that's happened. Um, back to Taylor Swift for a moment. She uh, had announced at the Grammys after winning her bajillionth award that our, her next uh, studio album is going to drop soon. It's called the Tortured Poets Department. Uh which appears to be a uh, nod to the group chat of her ex-boyfriend. Surprise, surprise. Um, but all I can picture is the Dead Poet Society every time I read that. And I don't think that's changing. Um, also, uh, Taylor uh, is her, her big blockbuster movie release of her concert tour, The Eras Tour, will begin streaming on Disney Plus in March. So uh, the Eras Tour is coming Disney Plus in March. On Disney-related news, Gina Carano, who you probably know as uh, Cara Dune, or um, uh, she was the beefy lady in Deadpool 1. Um, she's also been in some weird um, intranet uh movies since then uh, is now suing Disney for wrongful termination. Gen uh, uh, Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, did you hear me say that uh, Eras tour is coming to Disney plus in March? Oh, fine. Whatever, dude. My Swifty is in the corner eating a waffle. Uh, yeah. But you know, making sure she knew. Um, but yeah, Gina Carano is suing Disney for wrongful termination. Um, I listen, I don't know how often people sue Disney and walk away, but you know, cool, whatever. Um, on a Disney related note, another sad Disney related note and one that probably won't get a ton of press is that they are currently filming a TV series called Wonder Man. If you don't know who Wonder Man is, you're with the rest of most of the world, but Wonder Man is a Marvel pseudo superhero. Um, he's usually a background character in larger Avengers type things. This is another thing of them giving a almost d-list character uh more of a shine they're filming a wonder man series and a crew member was killed while filming the wonder man series and you know there was a brief announcement but not a lot past that um but i always think it's sad when we lose people in things like that um and then also rob liefeld um one of the creators of deadpool is officially retiring from doing deadpool uh after 33 years of the character's creation. So he will no longer write, draw, whatever Deadpool, which we're grateful because if you've ever seen him draw Deadpool's feet, um, we're not missing anything on that front past that. Um, you know, it's an interesting, uh, story with that. Uh, Disney also had, you know, a big summit of announcing all of their stuff. So we officially have, um, a release date for Moana two, which is in November of this year. We have a release year for Frozen 3, which is 2026. Um, Toy Story 5 is coming. Uh, Zootopia 2 is coming in 2025. 
and um Mando and Grogu comes to theaters in 2026 as a movie, which will probably finish off the Mandalorian storyline. Um, <laughs> Rose is just making eyeballs at me as she's learning things. Um, what's funny about the Moana sequel is that it was originally written to be a TV series follow-up, much like Tangled had a follow-up, much like Big Hero 6 had a follow-up in terms of TV series that didn't go directly to sequels. But I think with the hype of Moana and probably the threatening of Dwayne Johnson, we're getting a animated sequel to Moana coming up this year. Um, Percy Jackson has been renewed for a second season, um, which is you know good news to people that enjoy Percy Jackson. Um, they also paid tribute uh, at the end of the season to the late Lance Reddick um, in it as well. And Disney, uh, on that same note, still hovering around them. There's a lot of Disney news this week. Uh, invested $1.5 billion. And that's, as my movie Elizabethtown quoted, that's billion with a B. $1.5 billion into Epic Games, Fortnite, to expand Fortnite to being a fully functioning multiverse world in gaming. Um, that's big news for Fortnite players. That's big news for Disney. That's also big news for North Carolina, which is where I live, because Fortnite Epic Games is an hour and a half from here and in Cary, North Carolina. And good news for North Carolina. Good news for the world. If you like pew-pewing, you're going to be able to pew-pew at more pew-pews than you've ever pew-pewed before. Um, that's also a thing. I'm not a Fortniter, per se. Um, I am happy for people that enjoy it. Um also, Spy Family is dropping a movie, a theatrical release, um, where the Forager family all goes on vacation together in a snowy climate and shenanigans ensue. So if you enjoy uh, the world of Spy Family, a nice little anime you don't have to totally emotionally invest in because it's just cute shenanigans with nice themes, Spy Family's movie is coming this April. Um, and then for new nerds to make weebs cry... Um, Sony slash Funimation and Crunchyroll are collapsing the world of anime and anime purchasing. Um, if you have previously purchased um, Funimation works where you've bought digital content of animes through Funimation, Crunchyroll and Sony are no longer going to support the purchases you've made. So the digital purchases you've made of Funimation, you don't own anymore. And then everybody can just be angry in subtitles at the bottom real quick. Um, but you don't own that anymore. And that's going to be hard for you to stream. And um, they're saying you can still enjoy our vast variety of stuff. But that's one of the problems of buying digital content is people can take it away, which is something I've been raging against for Amazon Music for the last year and a half to two years is them taking back the music I've bought digitally. Um, hurts my feelings. That being said... Before we wrap up here today, uh, Knuckles gets its own show on Paramount Plus starting in April. A sequel show to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie series, which also will have um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog voicing as well. But uh, Idris Elba is back voicing Knuckles for this series, which is pretty cool. There's also been a really cool um, catastrophe surrounding the popcorn bucket for dune 2 take a moment pull out your phone google 
Dune 2 popcorn bucket because it's obscene and gross. And there's whole reaction videos of people sticking their hands in it and how inappropriate the thing looks. And people are already losing their ish about how odd this popcorn bucket is as terms of a life choice. Um, so check that out for your own general amusement. Um, on traumatizing subjects, uh, Kamal Nanjini, um, if I said his name correctly, forgive me if I didn't, um, who is a comedian slash actor, but someone who also got a lot of notoriety for becoming incredibly buff for the Eternals film, um, has recently opened up to the fact that he has now entered or has been entered into counseling just for the trauma that came from being in the Eternals. Um, from the negative box office press to the online hate to the stuff that they've received on the tour for promoting the Eternals, um, that he's entered counseling just for that. So before you go pooping on an artist, a movie, anything like that, just because you don't uh, like it, because listen, I didn't like the Eternals, but I didn't want to put that man in counseling either. Um, be nice to people. World is hard and we, we don't need to hurt people in that capacity. Um, if you are a Spider-Man player uh, for Spider-Man 2, uh, March 7th, you're getting updates for in terms of costumes, downloads, and storylines. And in Christian entertainment news, beyond all that, Rob Schneider, um, famed comedian slash SNL host or cast member slash you can do it like that guy. Um, Rob Schneider has officially uh, returned to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, in terms of his life and there's there's interviews about it you're probably not going to see it all over the place but I saw it on two different sources where basically he says Jesus got a hold of him that he's been straying for a while and that he is returning to uh, a more dedicated devout walk with Jesus as his savior and it's, he said it's basically like Jesus came up and like bear hugged him and brought him back um, so if you actually want to read an interview on that um, Rob Schneider uh, has play, has done some public discussion about this and it's pretty cool to see him come to terms publicly about his faith in that capacity so i think that's pretty neat um faith and fandom news uh just to let you know uh book nine is out thank you to everybody that has been purchasing it online i would show you a copy but literally uh someone bought my test copy off of me and on a road trip um, Seth, I hope you enjoy the book. Um, but if you want to get book nine, it out is out and available. Um, the comic book that I've been working on forever, uh, Flockward, uh, Awkward Tales of Christians, um, or yeah, is uh, in print coming soon. And I've actually had stickers made of the cover art. And the first 25 people to purchase the comic book will get a sticker with it. Um, but I'll have announcements of when those are available soon. And before I bounce, I want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters, uh, Jamie Montgomery, Matthew Coleman, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, Jonathan Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. That's a mouthful of y'all. I'm grateful for every one of you for supporting Faith and Fandom in all the ways that you do. You make everything we do possible. And I hope you all have a fantastic Friday morning as we're heading into this weekend. Uh, we are now like two weeks from our first Comic-Con of the year. I'm pumped. I'm getting excited for it. Um, yeah, I have to get up early. I have an office job now and I have to take my kids to school.
Sorry, Todd. Um, but we're, we're going to be on it. But I hope y'all have a great Friday morning. Um, and we will talk again soon. Y'all, God bless you. Have a great day. And I hope to see you at a con soon. Bye, y'all.